Welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Guy. Good afternoon, folks. Matt Geib here from the Kingdom Corner Podcast once again. And here we are on a bright, sunny afternoon out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's perfect temperature, about 75. And we're entering what I call the final turn into fall from summer here. We've just started August. And I'm back to you again. We we are on a two-part series. I believe it's two parts. On a prayer that I found in Ephesians 3. And we had entitled this, or titled this last time, Obliterating Oppression. A prayer from Paul, the Apostle Paul, that will help us obliterate oppression. And we had gotten through about three and a half points. There's six points to this prayer. And I want to take up and finish this today. God willing, if we don't get into some more truths here that I think we need to continue on, but I believe it'll it, we can finish it up today. I want to read it to you again and then recap the points from last week just real quickly and then get right into where we left off last time. Verse 13 of Ephesians 3, Therefore I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulation on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ever ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Again, we're talking about a six-point prayer from Paul to obliterate oppression. And the first points that we talked about, we are on, we had finished uh, point three, it started point four, but point four has like a second point to it. So 4A or B, however you want to say that. But let me go ahead and recap these other points for you, and then we'll get right into where we left off. Point number one of his prayer is found in Ephesians 3.16b. Ephesians 3.16b. I'll just read the point. Be infused with the power of his spirit in your inner man to give you stamina and perseverance. Again, this is a prayer about perseverance, about stamina, about standing strong when everything is coming against you. That's why I thought it was a good prayer in the season we are in with COVID-19, the riots, and the unpredictable economy that we're all facing right now. I thought this was very good to get into. So that's point one. Point two, we find to be Ephesians 3.17a, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Receive the power to remain, abide, or dwell in Christ. Receive the power to remain, abide, or dwell in Christ. How? Hebrews 11.6, Paul said, for it was through faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. We pick that point up, we receive that from God, and we do that by faith. That's point number two. Then point number three, Ephesians 3.17b, and that you being rooted and grounded in love, receive, that is, the power of establishment by love. 
We receive the power of establishment by love, okay? That's where we came so far. Then last week, we were just getting into this point, point four, Ephesians 3, 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth. And this point I listed down as receive the power to connect with and influence the kingdom of God or to his people. And we talked about comprehend that's such a powerful word, meaning to lay hold of, to possess, to seize upon, to take a possession of, to be overtaken with, to catch up to, to find. That's what the kingdom of God is. We're finding it. We're we're laying hold of it. And how do we do that? How do that's what the word comprehend in Greek means, all those all those different connotations only with soldiering together, and I talked about that last time, with the body of Christ, of working together with the body of Christ. You cannot, you cannot receive this or do this or receive the power to connect and influence the kingdom of God without the rest of the body of Christ. You cannot do it as a spiritual lone ranger. And then I said we had cut off here, but there's another part of this that's so beautiful of this point that we must get into. That you might be able to comprehend, that is, realize, possess, lay hold of, seize upon, with who? With all the saints, what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth? And here, of course, he's referring in picture to the living, breathing body or building or temple of God, which is the body, which is his church. We've talked about it. I refer to that also a lot, the living, breathing building or temple of God, which is his saints, the church collectively together. And I refer you a lot to Ephesians 2, 18 to 22 or 21 there, where it talks about that specifically. Paul was called to build that by being called to the Gentile church. He talks about that in the first part of chapter 3 here, being a Gentile apostle, as it were, that God had called him to that. How do we do this? Well, we're comprehending with all the saints this building, this magnificent living, breathing building, breadth, length, height, and depth. Let's talk about those words uh, to finish up point four here. Let's talk about them. Breadth speaks of Christ's redemptive work, and it covers all mankind. This redemption, this redemptive work has been provided for every man from the time of the first man till the last, from the time of Adam till now. There has been provision made for redemption if it is accepted. Ephesians 2, 14 to 19 talks about the Gentiles and Jews being made, they were two bodies of people, but they were made one because of the redemptive work of Christ Jesus. There is no longer the Jewish people who follow the Jewish religion because we were all grafted in to the vine. We were all made part of the body of Christ and we're now one. Ephesians 3, 3 to 9, God made known or opened up that which was shut up, that which was a mysterion, a mystery. Mysterion means to be shut up. God opened the mystery up through Paul. He was the Gentile apostle opening up what the salvation or redemption message meant. That's We're talking about the breath. It's opened up to all men. Verse 9, and to make all men, this is Ephesians 3, 9, all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery? In other words, it's to see it, to open it up, which from the beginning of the world 
has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. It was hidden. It was hidden in God, but now he's revealing it. It started with Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul, and the kingdom of God builders, you and I, the saints of God, the living, breathing church, are opening that mystery up more and more. So that's the breadth. Now we're going to talk about the length, which is our calling from the beginning of time. Do you know you were called from the beginning of time? From the beginning of this creation, God had you in mind. He saw you. Psalm 139 comes to mind. He saw you in your mother's womb. I'm not talking about Calvinism or I call it Calvinism or God's sovereignty and that he chooses all men and doesn't choose others. All of us are chosen in God, every one of us. But here's the key. We have to be willing to receive that choosing. We have to be willing to be chosen. You know, he's made a plan so all of us can be chosen, but we have to choose to be chosen. Kind of reminds me of being on the on the baseball team and the softball team when I was a kid. I was always one of the last ones chosen. Oh, how I wanted to be chosen. I was always one of the last ones chosen. They just kind of took me on because I was there to play. But that's not like God's team. He's willing and excited to choose everybody, but they have to choose him. Okay, we're talking about our calling here. Ephesians 1.18, that you might know the hope of his calling. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5.19, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. 2 Timothy 1.9, he's called us to a holy calling. When? Before the world began in Christ. Matthew 25.34, we have inherited the kingdom prepared for us. When? From the foundation of the world. 1 Peter 1, 18 to 20. He was foreordained, that is Christ, was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1, 4. He has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. God ordained wisdom in a mystery. And that's what he's talking about, the salvation plan, the redemption plan. When? Before the foundation of the world. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? He's had us in mind to be the living, breathing temple for his presence to dwell in before the foundation of the world. Let's go on to the next point. Now we got to talk about the depth. This speaks of God's profound wisdom, the depth of sin that we were delivered from in God's wisdom. Romans 11, 33 Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. The depth, the profound wisdom of God. Height, let's go to that one. Ephesians 2.6, we sit together with Christ in heavenly places. We sit together with Christ in heavenly places. So we talked about the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And as the living, breathing temple of God, we look at that and we're looking at that. And that's referring to the temple, the dimensions of the temple. Okay, so the next point. That's point number four, and then 4A, if you want to say that, by looking at the depth, the height, the length, and the breadth. Now we're going to look at point number five. What is Paul's next point? To obliterate oppression, to help us do that in his prayer. He prays to know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge. And this I wrote down as, we must pray to receive the power 
to receive the love of Christ experientially. You know, it's not enough to know it in your head. It's not enough. I mean, I have been big on that since I was eight or nine or 10 years old and studied the word of God. I've always had a love for the word of God, but I think for a lot of years, it was just more of a head knowledge than a heart knowledge. And especially in these last 10 years, I've been able to see that all the head knowledge I have all the things that I know, all the library books that I have on the Bible don't mean anything without an experience, without a gnosis, the Greek says, to experience, to have a living experience. It doesn't mean a thing. I remember one time, it was about that same period of time in the last 10 years where God came to me as I was waiting on him in prayer about some studies that I was going to do or prepare for a church service. And he said, I want you to have your brain burned out. I want to burn out your brain. And I, I had to ponder that for a while. What is? What are you talking about, Lord? Burn out my brain. He wanted to burn out all my head knowledge, get rid of it. I even got rid of some of my Bible college notes and some of my books. I need to get rid of more of my books because he wanted me to experience him. The Bible is in and of itself. I don't want you to take this wrong. It's not a special book. It's only special when God's spirit is breathing in it and through it and talking to you in a rhema word, I would say, or through putting a bunch of word of his word together. But oftentimes, you know, we open it up in our devotions and we need to wait on him for a rhema word, a word that's applicable to our, our lives for that day, that week, that season, that time. That's what we're talking about. The power to receive the love of Christ experientially. And I, another point, I'm remembering Joseph Stalin or, or it was Lenin, either one of them. I have to look it up. I use this example a number of times. When they were little boys, eight, nine, ten years old, they went away to a Bible camp for the summer, one of them. And you know, they won the prize at the end of the summer for having the most of the Word of God memorized. Can you believe that? And I'm asking you, what good did it do? What good did it do? Because both those men, whoever that was, it was either Lenin or Stalin, killed millions of people as an adult. That did not have any transformative power on their lives the memorization of just the word of God. Do I believe in memorizing the word? Yes, but it has to be connected to our hearts. First John 4, 10, here is the love, not that we love God, but that he first loved us. You know, you can't really love God until you let him first love you. Let him first come down and touch you. Then and only then can you properly love him. You know, and sometimes I think we got to think that we got to get good enough to love him. But that's just the point. We got to come into his presence and let him transform us so we can love him properly. First John 4, 12, to love each other shows his love is perfected in us. First John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. How do we love him? Because he first loves us. We can't really love him. We allow him to love us first. And that has been a revelation in my life. You know, it really has. So that's point number five. Let's go to the last point then of this prayer to obliterate oppression. What do we need to have that Paul prayed for? Ephesians 3, 19b, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That you might be filled with what? Some of, part of, no, all the fullness of God. So what do we need to obliterate oppression? The power to receive God's fullness. Are you asking for God's fullness? Are you asking for more and more? You know, you can never get enough. You can never reach the end of him. Ephesians 1.23, which is his body, 
the fullness of him that fills all in all. And here's one of my scriptures that I really love. 1 John 3, 2. When he shall appear, that is Jesus, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Let me read that again. When he, that is Jesus, shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And you know, I used to preach that scripture and say, well, someday we we see him through glass darkly now. Someday we'll see him face to face. But actually, You can see him today face to face. You can see him as he is face to face. And then he will change you. Oh, that's a revelation, friend. Are you seeing him face to face? Are you getting a glimpse of him? Are you getting an impression of him? Are you receiving the fullness of his power by having an encounter with him face to face? You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. You can have that today. And then you can have it the next day and the next day and the next day. Remember, we go, we grow, we mature on from glory to glory, Paul said in Corinthians. There's never all the fullness of God. We never reach the end of it, even when we reach heaven. And we can have it starting here. On earth, we can have it like the kingdom corner we want to preach on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, Lord, we want to see you as you are in heaven here on earth, and we will be transformed, and we can have a fresh new vision and picture of that every day of our lives as long as we are drawing in a breath that can be true for us. So those are the points. Let me read them again so you get them down. And you can go back and listen to this episode. And I especially say you should listen to the last one. That's episode 25. I think this will be 26. Let's see. What are the six points again of prayer here that Paul prayed to obliterate oppression? And then I have a few more points. To conclude, point number one, Ephesians 3, 16b. And let me read that, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. So point number one I wrote is be infused with the power of his spirit in your inner man to get stamina and perseverance to begin to build stamina and perseverance. Are you being infused today with the power of his spirit? It's just a prayer away. Remember, this all starts on your knees in humility or whatever your prayer posture is of humbling your heart. That's all you need to do. And then God will ignite this prayer. That's point one. Be infused with the power of his spirit in your inner man to give you stamina and perseverance. Point number two, Ephesians 3, 17a, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Receive the power to remain, abide, dwell in Christ. How? Through faith. Receive the power to remain, abide, and dwell in Christ through faith. Point number two. Point number three. Ephesians 3, 17b. And that you being rooted and grounded in love. You being rooted and grounded in love. That is, receive the power. You can receive the power of establishment by love. Of being rooted and grounded by love, right? And then point number four, Ephesians 3.18, that you may be able to comprehend, remember, to lay hold of, to possess, to take possession of, to seize upon, to be overtaken by, to catch with how, with all the saints, what is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth. That is, receive the power 
of God to connect with and influence the kingdom of God by soldiering together with his people, by joining together with his people. You can't do it by yourself. You can't be a spiritual lone ranger. That's point number four. We look at the height and the breadth and the length and the depth also in that point. That's point four. Number five, Ephesians 3, 19a, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge. I wrote this down as that we would receive, we pray to receive the love of Christ in experience, not just in head knowledge. Amen. And point number six, Ephesians 3, that you might be filled with all the fullness, not part of, not some of, all the fullness of God's nature. To receive, point six is to receive God's fullness. Okay. Now, let's read the last two scriptures, and I'm going to make a couple points and then maybe read another passage, and we will be done. I want to make some point here. So after those six points of prayer, Paul says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So. Once you've prayed that prayer, those six points of prayer, and you've received them by faith to obliterate your oppression and your depression, you now are going to have a different attitude, and you're going to be able to say you believe God to do abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. You can pray that at the end of the prayer and know that it's going to be taken care of. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 for this verse, verse 20, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you might have all sufficiency in all all things and abound in every good work. Yes, after you pray that prayer and obliterated oppression, God will give you the power to obliterate all oppression and the power to do every good work. And let's see verse 21, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations. Let's look at Ephesians 3, 9, and 10. To bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things so that manifold wisdom of God might be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. I think that's it. So God wants to also use us like he's using Paul to reveal this mystery and the power of the gospel to all the saints. That's what we are able to do in Christ Jesus as his overcoming church, as his overcoming kingdom warriors and kingdom saints. So with that, my friends, I want you to be blessed today for the rest of the week. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family.